welcome to chapter 3, verse 50. Hello everyone, I'm back and it's great to be back. I apologize first, let me say I am so sorry it's been a while. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I actually had a whole um, episode ready to go for last week. I was so excited to share it with you guys and then I ran into some technical difficulties. I was going to share with you guys um, Autumn, who is Bambi's daughter. You guys have met Bambi and Aubrey. Aubrey is Bambi's oldest daughter. Autumn is Bambi's youngest daughter. And her and I did a day at Universal Studios, just the two of us. We had so much fun. Oh my gosh, we talked about so much. It is so nice having Autumn close. I truly feel like her and I are, are really building a really great relationship. And it's so nice. So Autumn, if you're listening, I love you, girl. Love that we can spend time together. And I really appreciate the fact that you are willing to spend time with this old lady. Because <laughs> uh, I truly love spending time with you. Um, so yeah, so much has happened recently. Um, first of all, yeah, I did Universal Studios with Autumn. I'm really sad that I cannot include the audio for you guys on that particular episode. It was a little weird. I bought a lapel mic so that I could walk around the parks. I have something that I kind of want to do with that. And so trying to play with it and figure it all out. Um, But I thought it would be fun to just kind of take you guys around Universal with us. And um, you hear a lot of background noise, but I think that's kind of fun sometimes being on location, that kind of thing. Um, At one point I had this show in the background and I lost all that audio. I don't know where it went. It went into the black hole that everything disappears into when you can't find it. Like those socks in the dryer. I don't know how many of you have that same problem. I do laundry. Not so much anymore. I mean, yes, I do laundry now, but This doesn't happen as much as when, like, I was doing laundry for my entire family. The socks would come up missing. You would never get a full pair anymore. I think that audio went into that black hole those socks disappear into. (laughs) So, let me see. What else has been happening? Oh, well, Autumn and I also spent the day at, where were we? Oh, yeah, Animal Kingdom on Saturday, just a couple days ago. Today's Monday. So um, this is going out tomorrow. So this will just the day before. Um, So yeah, Saturday we did Animal Kingdom today, or that day on Saturday, and Christopher and Marvelous came with us. We had so much fun. You should have seen us. Holy cow. So Mount Everest is one of our all-time favorite rides at Animal Kingdom. It was down the entire day. So, you know, being the poor sports that we are, trying to mill around the park, figuring something else to do because we can't ride Everest. And my 
all-time favorite ride, the Flight of Passage, which is the most spiritual awakening experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Hands down my favorite ride of all rides. It had an insanely long line and nobody was willing to stand in line for that that ride. So I had to miss out on that run. But anyway, it's okay because we had a good time. Well, all of a sudden, we see this family of four running. We're like, what's happening? Then we hear screams of joy. And we look and we see that Everest is running again. So what do we do? We run behind the family of four that was running. Oh, yes, we did. We all ran, except for Christopher. He did not run. He was like, they'll get my spot in line. I'll catch up when I can. (laughs) But he also had a drink in his hand, so I can't 100% blame him for that. He would have been sloshing it all over the place. Um, So, yeah, we ended up getting on Mount Everest. By the time we got off Mount Everest, I think it was like a 30-minute wait by the time we got in line. By the time we got off Mount Everest... That line was insanely long. I don't even know how long the wait time was. It was just insanely long. So yes, we did get to do Mount Everest, for which I'm very grateful. After a while, we decided to go over to Disney Springs, and we spent the rest of the day there. And we had such a good time. It was super packed. I don't know if you've ever been to Disney Springs or not. And for those of you who have never been, first of all, Disney has their Christmas decorations out. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes because I have some thoughts on all that that I'd like to share. But, oh well, we're back to the Christmas decorations. So one of the things that Disney Springs does every single year is they do this holiday walk. It's amazing. I don't know how many trees they have in there, but it's like 50 or more Christmas trees. And they're all themed from each of the different movies. Um, They have the Star Wars tree. They have the Lilo and Stitch tree. They have the Little Mermaid tree. I mean, from every thing. Moana. I mean, you name the movie, they've got a tree for it. And it is really cool to go around and look at it. And you see people bundled up. You see people with hot cocoa. And they're walking around and sometimes they have the little snow blower out there. So they're like blowing little bubbles like snow on top of us. It's just really an enchanting walk and I love it. It's one of the things that I truly look forward to every single year. One of the big problems with it, well, first of all, it was really cool because sometimes people were, will propose um, marriage in front of like their favorite movie tree which I think is really sweet I've seen a couple of proposals out there that was pretty cool but one of the things that does happen is that it gets very crowded and you can't really see the tree you know people are going up to it taking pictures and what have you so you know I I like the trees and I like looking at them but I don't need my picture by every tree So I have a tendency to just kind of look at it and then go and not really like dwell on it. Well, one of the things that I noticed, 
uh, Saturday when we were at Disney Springs is that they have now spread the trees out throughout the entire Disney Springs area, which I think is really cool. I like that because now you don't have to worry about being all up in people's personal spaces. I mean, in a world of COVID, you know, we worry about these kinds of things now. And because there's no mask mandate while you're outside, um, there is for going into stores and stuff, but when you're just walking around outside, there's no mask mandate. So you've got all these people walking around and yes, it's super busy, super crowded. And you know, so it's kind of nice. So Disney, thank you. Thank you very much for spreading out all of those trees. And now there's not a, a specific walk which is a little bit sad because that's such tradition, but it's kind of nice to know that they're just placed everywhere. And that's kind of cool. I like that. So hats off to you, Disney, for thinking about that. Okay, now on to my conversation of Christmas. So there are people, there are two ways of thinking right now. And I'm torn between both of them. Halloween is clearly over. And I will say November 1st, every one of my Halloween decorations came down. I packed them up into nice neat little boxes for next year. But now there's this dilemma. There's Christmas and there's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving actually happens to be my favorite holiday. I know. I don't know that it's anybody's actual favorite holiday, but I think it's my favorite holiday because I feel like there are no expectations except a couple. One, that you spend time with your family and or friends, have a good meal, and two, that the Gators, the Florida Gators, beat the Florida Seminoles in their football game every year right after Thanksgiving. That's my only expectation. I want to have good food, enjoy my friends and family, and I want the Gators to win. That's it. No big deal. It's not like Christmas where you have to buy gifts for everybody and you have to worry about whether they like it or not. And I mean, that just has so many uh, expectations, it's actually sometimes very crippling to worry about. And I don't know, I just don't like having all those expectations. So Thanksgiving, I feel, is just such a easy holiday. And I love it. It's my favorite holiday. So I bought Thanksgiving decorations or fall-ish type uh, decorations and my apartment is so cozy to look at. Oh my gosh. I don't have a lot of decorations, but just a few enough to like illuminate certain areas, some lights. I have some things hanging on the wall. I don't know. It just, it gives a very cozy ambiance to my apartment to which I'm really grateful. I really like enjoy my apartment right now. It's cool looking. But then there are people who laugh at me and tell me I'm ridiculous because 
I don't want to put Christmas decorations out. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you of the mindset that you're just decorating wholeheartedly for Christmas already? I mean, I grew up with the idea that you don't decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I've always, I raised my children that way. The weekend, Black Friday weekend, after Thanksgiving is when the tree went up and all the Christmas decorations came out. Never before. But what are my children doing? My daughter already has her Christmas tree up with lights on it. She's got all these decorations that are in her apartment for Christmas. My son and Marvelous, same thing. They don't have a Christmas tree yet, but they've got decorations up. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I raised them better than this. I raised them better than this. <laughs> so I did something today. And I don't know. I need you guys to tell me if this is going to work or not. I have decorated for the fall. Have my Thanksgiving up. I have all of my pretty little fall leaves with the lights in it. My little signs that are Thanksgiving type signs. Little sayings and stuff. And I have, I don't know, it's just so cool looking. But then today, I bought a few Christmas things. A couple of little pillows that say joy. I bought a mat that says joy. Obviously, it's a Christmassy type thing because it's red and white, like Christmas. I bought a couple um, hand towels for the kitchen. You know, I bought a little bit of Christmas dec decor. So, is it wrong to decorate for Thanksgiving and Christmas at the same time? I don't know. You tell me. Because that's what I'm doing. I don't know if it can be done. I don't know if it should be done. I mean, I know it can be done because that's what I'm doing. And I mean, the little, I mean, I bought little pillows. It's not like it's a huge thing. Little mat for my kitchen, hand towels. It's not over the top Christmas decorations yet. I'm just sort of easing myself into it because I know eventually I'm going to go full head on Christmas, but not until after Thanksgiving. I still want the Thanksgiving to shine right now with a little bit of Christmas thrown in. And yes, I did willfully listen to Christmas music today. I don't know why I did that. Because my favorite song right now is Gobble Gobble by Matthew West. If you have never heard it, YouTube it. Gobble Gobble by Matthew West. It's completely stuck in my head because I play it for all of my students. My sixth graders cracked me up today. They wanted me to play the song, so I did. And they heartily, robustly sing this song. <laughs> They're the only grade group grade level group, I should say, that will sing this song so beautifully. Oh my gosh. Oh, it makes me laugh. It was fun to listen to them, except for one. He wasn't thrilled that we were playing this song more than once. Because <laughs> yes, I played it two or three times. <laughs> oh, but you need to listen to it. 
Matthew West, I appreciate the fact that you came out with a Thanksgiving song. Thank you so much. My heart goes out to you for doing that because I do feel like Thanksgiving does kind of get pushed aside. And I really love this time of year because I like to give thanks. I like being thankful. And I think that this just reminds us to be thankful for what we have, where we are in life, the people that surround us, all of that. Yes, I want us to be thankful, which kind of takes me into what I wanted to talk about today. Now that I've given you an update, I mean, I haven't told you everything because that's too much to go into right now, but I've told you enough. Maybe I'll share the rest with you later. (laughs) But I was watching the Lord of the Rings movies. Hands down, some of the best movie making ever out there. If you are not a Lord of the Rings fan, let me just say I'm sorry, but you need to get on board because these are some amazing movies. I mean, everything about them, the storyline, the, the cinematography, just all of it is so amazing. The acting is good. And there's a couple of people in there that I don't think are the greatest of actors, but I'm going to leave that to myself. So I got on this kick. I wanted to watch all of the Lord of the Ring movies in... I wanted to watch the extended versions. I mean, they're long enough, not extended. These jokers were like four hours long, each of them. And I was happy to waste 12 plus hours watching these movies. Now, let me just say, I don't need you to worry. I did not sit down for 12 whole hours and watch movie after movie after movie in one day. Nope, didn't do that. I have had a life. It's been a busy life lately. Wow, been doing a lot. I think over the course of a week, I was able to watch all three movies from start to finish, um, the extended versions. So much better than the theater version because it answers so it just answers so many questions. You wonder about certain things when you watch the theater version and then when you go and watch the extended version, it actually like hits on some of those questions that you have and it answers them. So like Aragorn, I didn't know that he was what what is it 80 82 85 years old? What? I didn't know that. I mean, I know they say that he fought with uh, the king of Rohan. I can't think. Theoden. Theoden's father or grandfather. Um, and when he's questioned about it, you know, you don't. You're like, wait, okay, all right, whatever. But you don't think that this really good-looking guy who looks like he's in his thirties, maybe forties is actually in his 80s. Nope, never saw that one coming. So the extended version, I highly recommend them. But there was one scene 
in the um, the Return of the King, which is the third Lord of the Ring movies, and it gets me every time. But when I was watching it yesterday, so I did finish this one yesterday. When I was watching it yesterday, I was really struck by a statement that Samwise Gamgee says to Frodo. Now Samwise, Sam is uh, Frodo's companion all the way into Mordor where he has to destroy the ring. And Frodo is distraught because the ring is taking him. It's evil and it is like grabbing hold of his soul. And he just can't make it in there. And he falls on the side of the mountain. And Sam looks at him and says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And I heard that. I've heard that before, but I heard it was almost like the first time I heard it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I thought, what a friendship. What a beautiful relationship Frodo and Sam have with one another. And how wise of Sam to know, hey, look, this is your burden. Yeah, in the movie, I asked you if I could carry it for you. I even suggested that. And you told me no. I hear that. I understand this is your burden. And I can't carry it for you. You're responsible for carrying your own burden. But you know what I can do? I can carry you while you carry your burden. And I was really struck by that because we can take that in a couple of different ways. If you're struggling with something right now, there's a heavy burden on your heart. You need to surround yourself with people who can carry you through the burden, not carry the burden for you. And if you're looking for somebody to carry the burden for you, that can't happen. You have to carry this burden. But what you also can do is allow people to carry you through that burden. And I think sometimes we, I know I do, I get stuck in my head when I'm going through something I mean, I vent to Christopher and Marvelous all the time, but I don't vent to a lot of other people. Bambi, yes, I, I vent to Bambi quite a bit, <laughs> but I don't vent to a lot of other people. I much rather carry it by myself. And if I'm struggling with something, I have a problem sometimes asking for help. Now I am getting better about this. Like tonight, I asked Christopher to come over and help me with something because it was super heavy and I couldn't do it by myself. I mean, I would have figured out how to do it, but it was easier to see if he could help me. I'm not used to asking for help. I'm just not. But you know what? I went outside my comfort zone. I asked him for help and he came over and he helped me and then did even more than what I asked him to do. I love you, Christopher. Thank you for your help. But when you are going through something and you're carrying a burden, You have to carry that burden. But you also can have people carry you through that burden. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to tell people, you know what? 
I'm struggling and I can't do this all by myself. It's okay to do that. It's okay. But it's also in the same sense, if you know someone is going through something, you cannot take that burden from them. You can't. It is their burden to carry. It is their cross to bear. But the beauty in being a friend is being able to help them by carrying them through their burden. We never know what people have need of until we reach out and say, what do you need from me? What can I do for you? How can I help you? Let me carry you. I was telling Bambi about this yesterday because we were chatting on the phone and I was telling her that this is what I wanted to talk about. And she reminded me of something and I want to share this with you. I don't know how many of you are believers out there, but when I was a lot younger, I heard this story. I think it's called Footprints in the Sand or maybe it's just called Footprints. It was a beautiful little poem that talks about how, um, you know, when somebody is going through something, they see two sets of, or when they're walking through life, they see two footprints in the sand. And God says, that's when I walked beside you. But then when you only see one footprint, set of footprints in the sand, the guy asked, you know, well, where were you when I needed you here? And that was when God said, well, that was when I carried you. And I think that is such a beautiful poem. I wonder if I can find that poem. Let me see if I can find it. Good news, I found it. So I wanna read this to you because I think it is a really beautiful poem. It's called Footprints. One night a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my precious, precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. And you know, this whole thing with Sam and Frodo, Bambi's not wrong. Thank you, Bambi. Bambi's not wrong is very much like that. It is good for us to carry people when they are suffering or it is good for us to be carried when we are suffering. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I would like to encourage you to do that. 
If you are struggling, reach out to someone and let them know that you're struggling. Let them carry you. Let them carry you through whatever it is you're going through. Unfortunately, you have to continue to go through whatever it is you're carrying. You know, we have consequences in our life for decisions that we make. And, you know, sometimes those consequences don't come around for a very long time. But there comes a day of reckoning and based on the decisions that we make in life, sometimes we just have consequences and that's okay. But we see ourselves through it and sometimes with the help of others, it makes it that much easier. It doesn't make it go away, but it does make it easier. And if you happen to be the one who is carrying someone, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being that person that they can trust and count on. Because without you, that burden is even heavier. So thank you for being, for carrying them. Yeah, that was what I had for today. I have another nugget of wisdom from the Lord of the Rings, but that's going to be saved for the next time. Yes, I think so. Thank you guys for joining me today. This is a little shorter, I know, and that's okay, right? I think I've long-winded you guys for long enough. Um, but I, I really felt the need to come on here and talk about this tonight. So I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and like, leave a review. Don't forget to join me at chapter three, verse 50 on Instagram. Let me know. Let me know how I can help carry you. And also let me know what you'd like to talk about, what you'd like for me to talk about. All right, see if you have some ideas. I'm always up for that. All right, guys, I hope that your day is magnificent, whatever day of the week it is. And I hope that you fill it with joy. All right, guys, until next time.